environmental social justice. We have our returning guest, Mr. Max Berry, who is our in-house technical correspondent. Welcome back, Max. Good to be back. Uh, thanks for having me. Sure thing. And today we're talking about rhubarb batteries. That's right, folks. We're talking about vegetables here and flow batteries. So I know absolutely nothing about this. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about this. Max, take it away. All right. Well, um, so this is a this is a, an interesting and well funny a funny story that uh, uh, that I had a lot of fun reading about and. Uh, you know, every, every every time it comes every time it comes up, uh, much to the chagrin of the actual scientists behind this, everybody everybody uh, thinks it's completely hilarious and has a field day with it. Um, <laughs> and the technology uh, and uh, the technology uh, behind this is something developed uh, developed over at Harvard. At um, hold on a sec, let me just check my notes right quick. At the uh, Harvard School of Engineering, right? So. Uh, they would so the, so as much as the press is having a, has had a field day with this, the uh, Harvard School of Engineering would you know straighten their tie and prefer that the, that this technology be uh, be referred be referred to as organic megaflow battery. Sure. <laughs> uh, and by organic, and by organic, it's it's rhubarb juice is what it is. Okay. Um, so <laughs> so it, how are they getting electricity, renewable energy heated. from? A well I'd like to get the PowerPoint on the I'd like to get the PowerPoint on the screen so uh, okay. uh, uh, so I can explain the basic technology to you um, okay so uh, the rhubarb battery is a type of what's called a flow battery right um, and so if we would contrast uh, next slide please um, so if we would contrast that with a lithium ion battery, which is your, your most standard type of uh, rechargeable battery, uh, it's the dominant technology we've got on the market right now. Um, basically, this is a this is a this is a solid state battery uh, where you've got your uh, you've got your uh, you've got your anode you've got your anode your cathode um, and your uh, and your uh, sort of positive end and negative end. Um, and uh, and uh, basically and basically uh, discharge discharges by sending elect electrons one, one way, um, and uh, it uh, let's say sending electrons out into the circuit and then uh, back into the uh, back into the positive end, and it recharges by uh, by taking in electrons in through the negative end. Um, and uh, and and yeah, you've got your uh, you've got your you've got your basic uh, you've got your basic uh, two uh, two sides of the battery with your electrolytes uh, separated uh, separated by uh, separated by a membrane. Now that is your standard battery, not just lithium ion, but your typical solid state battery um, looks like this, right? Okay. So if we go over to the next slide. Uh, your flow battery uh, basically says, okay, now imagine if instead of having having uh, solid, so for example, metal, um, different metals in your in your in your battery cell, uh, in your electrochemical cell, imagine if they were liquids, um, 
And imagine if we could scale the battery uh, essentially by pumping more electrolyte liquid through the battery. Um, that and so that is what uh, that is what a flow battery does, right? Okay. Um, so on one hand, you can you can flow the you can charge and discharge the battery in the same way, which is to say that um, if you look at if you look at the red part of the graph, which is your your circuit, which which we can have also as a stand-in for the entire out uh, you know energy grid out there, right? Um, if you've got if you uh, if you uh, have electrons uh, flowing flowing out from the negative end and back in through the positive end, you are discharging the battery, so like sending electricity out in the grid. And if you uh, are getting uh, are, are taking electrons into the negative side, you're charging the battery, so you're taking energy from the grid to the battery. Um, so that is the same as a lithium-ion battery. Um, but in addition, what you can do is you can is you can uh, pump uh, you since it's a liquid, you can pump it out into a tank, pump more of it in, and so you can scale the uh, so you, you can uh, scale the storage capacity of the battery just by scaling the size of the tanks. Um, oh. So in, yeah, this 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 technology I think is absolutely great, and in the sense that uh, you know. Uh, once once it's set up um, to actually scale is actually super easy um, and then uh, it's it's super easy super cheap uh, once once the setup is done and uh, so the question then is actually just dealing with the liquids right okay. um, uh, so so I guess uh, so I guess these electrolytes, they're uh, it's it's basically they're either an alkaline or an acid dissolved in water, um, and so the question is, uh, can you have uh, can you have an alkaline or an acid dissolved in water, which is uh, which is safe, which is cheap, uh, and which can be pumped around quickly, right? Obviously, uh, obviously you can have for ninety bucks. Obviously, you can have um, and uh, you can have acids such as such as like lemon juice or something which has some sort of charge capacity uh, which has some sort of electrochemical capacity but not that much um uh, on the other hand you could have some extremely powerful acids which might, might be extremely toxic and very unsafe um so that's that's basically the challenge of flow batteries okay should i go to the next slide Looks like it froze. Oh no! Oh no! There we go. Okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, so, in, uh, so basically, the uh, uh, so if you uh, so if you uh, uh, go, uh, so when you when you look this up, for example, if you go to um, uh, the 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 last page's diagram came from uh, flowbatteryforum.com, right? Uh, okay. So uh, when when you read when you read around about this, what you find is that uh for electrolytes you might get you might get uh iron and chromium which is obviously like uh if you have dissolved solutions of that that's where uh, chromium is obviously a toxic heavy metal right so you may have a problem there um yeah. uh, vanadium which uh because it has because it has different states of valency um 
you can have you can have two different states of valency on the two different battery and uh, the obama administration um did some did some research on the uh, on, on vanadium flow batteries in 2015 or they did a press conference about it in 2015 so uh presumably they did they did years worth of research on this uh, on, on this battery technology um because you know the uh, the obama administration was also looking for energy energy storage technologies which could be used to accompany uh you know of these uh, intermittent renewable energy uh you know generates when it's generates when it's sunny not when it's cloudy type situations right um, oh, yeah. so as part of the infrastructure uh they, they were basically thinking right well we could we could scale uh we could we could definitely scale this to the size of uh of, of energy generation or of an of an of an industrial scale obama administration was interested in that um, and so they did a press release in 2015. Okay, and the last thing on the list there is uh, quinones, which yeah. is an organic. Um, that's that's an organic compound. Uh, next slide, please. All right. Uh -huh. So there we go. So quinones. <laughs> uh, it's an organic compound. Uh, you. It's refined. Uh, it, it's refined out of uh, out of rhubarbs. Uh, out of rhubarb. Now. Um, uh, now, when uh, when this uh, when the news first broke about this battery in 2017, um, uh, you know the uh, the engineer the engineers over the engineers over at Harvard were interviewed about it, and uh, and what and what they said is well you know most plants have uh, uh, have energy needs and uh, they have they basically have the need to take uh, you know in terms of photosynthesis, right? They have a need to, to, uh, uh, to have chemicals uh, which have some electrochemical properties in order to, in order to uh, get, uh, in order to get uh, sunlight and turn that into, uh, and turn that into chemical energy. Um, so it turns out that, um, uh, so it turns out that uh, some, uh, that some of them have, uh, have, uh, have, have compounds which help which help out their photosynthesis, which have uh, electrochemical properties such that they're useful to put in a battery. Um, and so, while they were being interviewed in 2017, they said, "Well, rhubarb is the best we found so far, but we've got several others. You know, don't get used to the name; uh, that might change. Uh, but if you were to Google it today, uh, indeed, it's all over the place." Uh, yes. For that's for what example, I did. I googled it. And I was like, I don't know it's, what a, it's fun to read about, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It's really, it's unusual. It's something I had not really considered. Um, would you like me to go to the next slide? Well, I think that's it, actually. That's, oh, uh, oh, that's it. Uh, I, I mean, I, the, the technology is explained. Um, so, uh, so yeah, if you were to, if you were to, if you were to, to go to Google around, yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not aware that they found any a, a, any better or tastier uh, vegetable that goes into that goes into food. I mean that that goes into uh, energy storage. Uh, so that's uh, so that's where things went from uh, from 2017. But uh, it's definitely the case that uh, I that uh, uh, that I that I, I triple E. Uh, so so you know. 
the guy the guys which are about uh, uh, which are about energy and energy storage and renewable energy they've got a they've got a page all about they, they've got a page about it ieed.org I mean right so they've got a page about the rhubarb battery um can I just ask a couple and so, questions yeah just Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, it's been me talking this whole time. I know. Sorry, I just, go ahead. One of the things, because this, this is relatively new to me. So a couple things just from watching your presentation and everything you said. Can I make the assumptions that there's no lithium in this, therefore no mining of lithium? Um, since it's not a lithium ion battery, Correct. probably not cobalt. So we're using less precious metals, less rare earth elements, less mining. Um, it's liquid. So it can be stored indefinitely because you know lithium ion batteries will eventually lose their charge as with any solid state battery it'll just kind of deplete so this is liquid can hold the charge indefinitely i'm assuming and can be easily scaled up or down depending on your needs is that correct well uh, uh well i you know i don't uh, i don't know how indefinitely it may it might it, it uh, might be able to hold a charge i mean we're talking about we're talking about organic compounds, right? So, um, one thing about them being organic and uh, presumably uh, presumably less toxic and biodegradable is that they may get biodegraded, yeah. right? It, yeah. it might ferment, for example. <laughs> uh, that could be good. <laughs> which, uh, which, as 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 hilarious as that sounds, like as hilarious as it sounds, like when you yeah when you're when you're dealing with organic compounds. You, they may they may suffer organic processes. Yes. Um, so uh, you know, there's in in energy storage and renewable energy. There's no such there's no such thing as a silver bullet, per se. Yeah. But uh, if if we're talking about getting away from toxic uh, from toxic heavy metals, which uh, which present which present maybe some problems to the environment, both on the side of their of their mining and construction. And also later on the side of their disposal, um, I would say that uh, I would say that uh, you know uh, uh, sort of uh, organic or organic based uh, flow batteries really have really really shine specifically in this area. Okay. You know, um, that being said, they they might not be able to have the energy density, right? So uh, so there's no way you'd be able to uh, carry one that fits inside your phone, for example. That that may never happen. True. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, on the other hand, uh, we can scale them up quite large. So, uh, so I guess uh, the I guess the idea that I guess the idea that uh, we may go from having you know a building having its energy storage needs met by having a couple of a couple of large tanks in the in its utility basement, like maybe in the first floor, second floor basement. Um, or to have like maybe a wind farm out there with like several with several automobile sized tanks stacked up one alongside each other that those are those are two possible like industrial scales yeah so so the, the, there are some definite advantages yeah absolutely i know i i think i mean first of all i'm all about energy diversification i believe we should be exploring every possible avenue in addition to electricity uh, other than petroleum obviously so we do need other resources and being biodegradable or an organic is kind of awesome. I like the fact there's no precious metals really being mined or used. That's really necessary for the renewable energy we're going to need. We don't have enough rare earth elements. We don't have enough metals. 
and digging it up out of the earth is really not a great option. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I like I, I like this I like this idea too. Also, also the idea. Um, uh, I think that see, I have the impression that in order for in order for the uh, let's say uh, in order for the energy landscape of tomorrow to be really you know reliably renewables dependent and renewables involved uh, and renewables related, uh, I think the best thing that could happen is that you know there's a, that diversification goes so far that there's really some way that pretty much everyone can participate in the renewable economy in some way. Yes. And so, so here is, so, so basically what, uh, what we can imagine with, uh, uh, with, uh, you know, flow batteries that, that come out of the essentially refined uh, rhubarb juice is that you can imagine, for example, um, basically you can, you can imagine uh, uh, like um, sort of, Agricultural uh, agricultural sectors and agricultural farms uh, producing producing this kind of uh, uh, producing the juice and also you can you can imagine um, sort of uh, you can imagine sort of um, you know agronomists uh, sort of working on uh, working on uh, on more and more potent strains of, of rhubarb basically That'd be very going into cool. the future so that so that we could say that. Um, a smaller number of plants or a smaller number of uh, you know uh, hectares worth of worth of rhubarb might yield more and more uh, gallons of yeah, electricity. Yeah, we also have right? vertical farming that's becoming more and more popular, where you don't even need the awesome. soil and you can just build up and you can have multitudes right. of rhubarb in a very small footprint. Right. Also, I want to say you know, seen from here in the EU, um, one thing is that uh, you you know that uh, there's there's quite some strict rules in the eu which most people support right like yeah. uh um i i, I definitely vote, would vote for it also there's quite some strict rules about uh, genetically modified organisms mm -hmm. um happening on the on the in the agrarian sector so the thing the in the view of the eu there they they have quite strict rules about genetically modified plants going into the food supply right yeah uh but this is plants going into the energy supply and you know yeah, the, the, the the energy grid's not going to care no. that the that the rhubarb juice is not is not uh, made according to the german beer purity law 1516 yeah we'll put it that way yeah i agree you with know, you they're, they're not gonna they're, they're, did i lose they, uh, yeah, okay. i think uh, i think the uh, the 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 view on uh, uh, the, the view on genetic on genetic modification of plants to be used for energy or to be used for for uh, for destiny for things other than food, uh, the uh, the 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 regulatory space is wide open for that. Oh, I agree with you. And um, no, I think this is actually extremely knowledgeable um, that people learn about this. Um, this is all the time we have for today, unfortunately, folks. But. Most importantly, please check out flow batteries, especially rhubarb batteries. I never knew this was a thing until I talked to Max. Max, you are on top of all the technology and I- Very fun to read about. But you're you're always on the forefront. I'm always contacting you like, oh, have you heard about this yet? I'm like, no, I have no, I don't know what that is. So keep doing what you're doing. You're definitely Thank leading you. the charge in alternative fuels. And on that folks, we will talk to you soon. Um, Max, thank you for logging in all the way from, are you still in the South of France? 
I think I lost you. Still in yeah. the south of France. I know. I, I'm so jealous of that. One day I will make it. Yes, in the but, south um, of France. On that, guys, thank you so much. We will see you next time. Have a wonderful day. And Max, thanks, thank you again. This is fantastic. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.